Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Yes. Morning, Alan. And good morning to you, Michael. Morning, Alan. Uh, apprenticeships. Uh, I, I, I'll come to you first off, Mary Liz. Tell me a little bit about Solace and the organisation and why apprenticeships are out there and very plentiful at the moment. Well, Alan, uh, people will be aware. I mean, apprenticeships have been a bit, you know, a core part of of how we've developed um, skills in the country. You know, right back to uh, the 1970s and 1980s. But there's been a huge amount of modernisation going on, and um, delighted to say, a huge amount of interest now in apprenticeship as a way of getting uh, really good careers. Uh, we've been expanding the whole system over the last five years. Um, people may know we have 62 different programs now available through the apprenticeship route and um, all the way up to PhD and um, but also the you know some of the really key careers you know in areas like construction engineering financial services and delighted to say Alan uh, last year we had the highest number of registrations since before the crash uh, back in 2007-8 we had over 8,600 registrations for apprenticeships and we now have a population of over 24,000 apprentices. So that's as big as, as, as some of our biggest universities in the country, a very big group of apprentices going through the pro- their programs and working with over 8,200 8, um, employers of whom there's actually, I, I know from Michael, there's over 700 in, in Waterford and Wexford and the numbers are growing all the time because employers are really interested in apprenticeship as a way of getting talent. And then obviously uh, young people and people in careers are seeing apprenticeship as a fantastic way to earn as they learn. I, I well remember Michael speaking to you and two words instantly come to mind, here and dare. Can you tell us what they are, please? Well, uh, so here and dare, uh, Alan, are, are two programmes that are kind of related to the the, uh, the system of higher education. So, um, you know, access to higher education. Um, they're not actually programmes that are needed in apprenticeship because at the end of the day, it's an employer who takes on an apprentice. Um, and I, I know you had uh, Dermot Curries from Construction Industry Federation on the other day who was gave a fantastic description of how somebody, you know, a young person or, you know, uh, somebody maybe looking at their choices for further study this year can go about securing an apprenticeship. Um, and, and you're going to be talking to Michael Cash shortly. I mean, Michael works in the Education and Training Board in Waterford, Wexford, and they have a really dynamic apprenticeship uh, unit there in the training centre, which works very closely with p- people interested in apprenticeship options, as well as all of the employers in the region. Um, there's also a really good uh, website, apprenticeship.ie, where we have vacancies, job vacancies. Employers can employ, can, can post the vacancies free of charge, and people who are interested can go on and, and see the vacancies and make contact with employers. We've also introduced a, two th- uh, you know, a new grant this year for employers. And we're really encouraging employers who, you know, who are taking on apprentices to advertise their posts, make sure that they're getting the best talent they can. And then there's all of that support available then to potential apprentices to make contact with those employers um, you know, and 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 ultimately get that first right. re- foot on the ladder, that first job as an apprentice uh, in a company. Mary, let's stay with me, will you please? Uh, Michael, you're there. I am. Yeah, Alan. Yeah, thanks. Michael, take us through the process. So we have a parent of a young man or young woman who would like to do um, an apprenticeship listening to us at the moment. What is the process if your son or daughter wants to take up uh, an apprenticeship? How do they go about it? 
Okay, Alan. So um, first of all, Alan, uh, I would advise any uh, prospective uh, uh, person that's interested in apprenticeship is to inform themselves as much as possible, to educate themselves in relation to what's available out there. There's a really fantastic website called apprenticeship.ie where apprentices or prospective apprentices can go on to it and uh, drill into this, uh, into each individual trade and industry. And there's, as Mary Liz mentioned, we have up to 62, a platform of up to 62 career paths within the apprenticeship program at the moment and they range and it's not just the traditional uh, trades that you might know of in the past the bricklaying the carpenters the plumbers and the mechanics that have served us well but now we advance into information technology we provide apprenticeships in logistics supply chain manager lean sigma manager we go we supply um uh, programs in hospitality and food, sales and marketing, recruitment executive. So it's all there on apprenticeship.ie. And that's the first step that I would encourage any prospective person that's interested in is to look at that, drill into the actual uh, trade or the occupation that they are uh, interested uh, have a look at the actual content of the program. Uh, there'll also be information in relation to employers uh, on the website as well. Uh, what are employers looking for? I have to say, um, Alan, I would encourage any young person to use their times in their summer to go out and look for some work experience. You can't be the actual working on the ground with employers. And as Mary Liz mentioned, um, an apprenticeship program is earning while you learn. But you know, the the value that's added to people working on on their summer breaks, whether it's, uh, you know, after fifth year or sixth year or even in transition year, it's so important that they actually get their foot in the door with an employer yeah. and test their own skills to sample the workload within the actual program that they're interested in themselves. So, you know, definitely inform themselves. Look at the website. Certainly, I would uh, say to them to contact us in the Education and Training Board. Right. We're always available and there to give free and independent advice uh, in relation to um, any of the programs on how to become an apprentice. And if we're aware of employers that are recruiting, we would ask them to go on to the apprenticeship website. Uh, we have a jobs portal on the apprenticeship website that's absolutely excellent now. And that's growing in numbers uh, in relation to that as well. In relation to the actual social media, you know, we have um, Solus have now become very active on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram to follow all of the links there. Um, but, you know, on the other side of it is we do have the employers out there that don't advertise. We have the employers out there that actually like to actually, uh, you know, take someone in from work experience, see what they're like, see what they're, how well they fit in. Um, and then they would approach me at some stage and say, look at Michael, yeah. I've had a great chap here for three months in the summer. I'd like to sign him up. And that really works really well. Um, from that point of view, from recruitment, because now the employer, it's not just the CV that's talking for the apprentice. Right. It's not just the first interview or the approach. It's actually just getting your foot in the door on work experience. So I would encourage that and work with your schools yeah. as well. Okay. Look, we, we'll ask you, uh, come back to you in a second, Michael, just to ask you what uh, apprenticeships are plentiful at the moment and a career path that a young person could take. But Mary Liz, one of the complaints or criticisms we've heard is it's almost impossible to financially survive on an apprenticeship. What would your response to that be? That sometimes the rate can be as low as six euro an hour when you add travel into it. It's cost prohibitive. Can you answer that question for me? Um, well, I suppose the first thing maybe, Alan, to say is, and, and I heard, you know, some of your coverage during the week, you know, um, young people and parents kind of, 
you know, agonizing about the cost of going to college and, you know, Dublin being out of their reach and, you know, people trying to try and sit down and do the sums about further study. I mean, the huge advantage of apprenticeship from the start is um, apprentices actually learn as earn a salary. So straight away, you know, instead of, suppose, of having, you know, a, a, a cost up front and a cost for accommodation and a cost for, you know, going to college, there is actually a salary there that, that apprentices are, are, are paid by their employer and they're, they're you know, they, they, then they, they, they complete their training. I mean, the, you know, at the end of the day, I suppose apprentices are in training. The, um, it's in the employer who offers the salary and there, you know, for a number of the, the, the craft apprenticeships, there is an agreement on a rate, you know, first year, second year and so on. Um, there's no doubt about it when somebody starts off, you know, it isn't a lot of money um, and, you know, and it's and it's hard work. But I, I would sort of say encourage people to sort of think, OK, they're getting a qualification, they're studying, they're learning and getting some fantastic experience. So, you know, and, and you know, while, you know, the, the costs aren't all covered, you know, it is a fantastic opportunity. Right. Um, I'd also just like to just um, just uh, Alan, just to mention um, we have apprenticeship opportunities on the CAO platform included as, as information on the CAO platform for the first time this year. And as part of that, we added a free phone number uh, where there are guidance uh, career advisors on the other end of the line. And um, the number is 1-800-794487. And anybody who's interested, whether it's a parent, an apprentice, even an employer who wants to find out more, is very welcome to contact that number and, and you know, have a chat with, with the two fantastic career advisors at the other end of the line um, and, you know, and, and get all of the information and advice they need. And that can be anything from, you know, how do I figure out my finances if I want to do this? I'm really interested in this apprenticeship, but I want to find out more. What do I do? Or how do I find an employer in my region? And all of those kind of queries can be worked through and that support can be provided. Okay, look, we're going to leave it for the moment. And I say for the moment because I will definitely come back to both of you to keep the pressure on in terms of letting people know apprenticeships are out there, Michael, because I believe you're a little bit disappointed that uh, people underestimating the potential of apprenticeships. So I'll let you just respond to that and also then outline where the possibilities are at this point in time in County Wexford for people who want to become apprentices. Absolutely. Thanks, Alan. And thanks for giving us a chance to respond to that. Look, at just uh, I think Mary outlined at the beginning there that there's 24,212 apprentices registered on the system at the moment nationally. Uh, Wexford and Waterford Education Training Board, we have 1,820 of them. We have a good slice and a good chunk of it. We work with 700 employers and any one of these employers, I suppose, would be disappointed to hear that they weren't engaging with the apprenticeship programme. They're absolutely, they add value to the apprenticeship programme. The employers of Wexford and Waterford are so uh, in, are so engaging and so, promote, so promotive when it comes to the apprenticeship programme and supportive to us. We have some really good employers and I invite, I'd like to make this uh, an apprenticeship week. I invite the good stories from employers. I invite the good stories from past apprentices, uh, people that have gone through the system now that are now employers. These people now are, are, are now employing and training employers. It's, a, it's an invaluable role that they provide and service that they provide to the County of Wexford. And I would really invite employers to ring in, to text in, let them know their story, let us know their stories. I know it's going to be positive because we're really working with, some, with lots of really good employers. 
Wexford and Waterford is at the forefront when it comes to apprenticeship. We, uh, we sit on some of the national committees and we're very proactive with the national committees. So certainly for apprentices going forward, there are major benefits here in County Wexford. Um, and if you think of the N11 this morning, um, I think it's um, if you were to look at the looking down on the N11, it would be like ants on a mission in relation to the vans yeah. just traveling up, providing a valuable service to the Dublin area and to the Wexford area. We have a lot of tradespeople and a lot of past apprentices that provide an invaluable service. And it's such a worthwhile to our economy. And such yeah. and, and that's where we're at at the moment. In fairness, we have a 33 percent growth in apprenticeship in Wexford alone right. and Waterford this year from last year. So, Alan, I really thank you so much. Not at all. Given us the opportunity to speak to the, your listeners today on this. My thanks to you and to Mary Liz, but just when it comes to, uh, uh, just to round off, wh- what are uh, apprenticeships are in demand at the moment? Is it engineering, carpentry? What are they? What are the main ones that you could get into very quickly? So in relation to, uh, in relation to the Wexford area, the most common ones uh, at the moment are electrical, plumbing, uh, carpentry, metal fabrication, mechanical automation, maintenance fitting, motor mechanics. You know, we have a lot of the motor industry is changing. Our curriculum versions are changing. We have to follow. We, we work with the times. The apprenticeship program is dynamic. But the key to apprenticeship is that we work with industry professionals. We rely on the learning and the training that's taking place on the job. And that's invaluable. And, you know, apart from the valuable training that's taking place in our centers and the colleges, the work that's the training that takes place on the job is a massive, massive addition to the actual learning outcomes of any apprentice out there. So in Wexford, I would just wrap it up. Uh, you know, we're still very strong on the crafts. Um, the uh, new apprenticeship programs are breaking in slowly. We have an initiative there at the moment in relation to female apprenticeships, in relation to the scholarship that's available for female apprenticeship programs. And Solace, to be fair, are pushing that agenda. We are, have to get away from the culture that is of these male-dominated and oriented um, around some of the trades and that's working we're breaking ice on that there's more to do there's absolutely absolutely more to do and we're working on it no program is perfect but once you have key people that's active and energetic to try and support this and to deliver a service to the people that's interested apprenticeship is not for everyone College is not for everyone, but it's an opportunity and it's another it's another place and another direction or career path for people to go. Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views.